Have no fear of missing out. Your host is Brian Franzo. I'll tell you what you don't know. And now, your host, iSocial Fans. Welcome back to another episode of the FOMO Fans Podcast. My name is Brian Fanzo. As always, excited to be here. Uh, I have taken uh, a little bit of time off, uh, and I say time off as in... um, I really uh, forgot to record an episode yesterday and then, or last week, and then I went on the road and I uh, didn't have any of my gear with me that I normally travel with. So um, it was uh, a little bit of a shocking uh, experience to not be able to record an episode last week when I was at Content Marketing World in Cleveland. Um, and I was surprised, tell you what, I hadn't been to Cleveland in about 10 years. And I was blown away how beautiful that city is. And that's a hard thing to say as a Pittsburgh person, you know, born and raised in Pittsburgh. But a beautiful city, beautiful event there at Content Marketing World. And uh, I decided to change a lot of things up here. I'm actually recording this episode live on Periscope instead of Facebook Live, where I normally record uh, this episode. But, uh, you know, I like to change things up and and kind of enjoy different ways of bringing this show um, to you guys. And on this episode, we're going to talk uh, tools, we're going to talk gear, we're going to talk apps. And it's funny, this is an episode, lots of people have requested, hey, Brian, I want to hear you talk gear and tools and technology. And it's always funny for me because it seems like a very show, not tell type of story. Like, hey, this is the gear and I hold up the gear um, that I'm actually using. But uh, someone made a valid point to me this past week and said, well, Brian, I want I want a podcast episode that's really focused on that, but I want to understand the mindset. And they're like, well, I'll just go to your Amazon page or I'll go to your website to look at the gear so I don't need to physically hear it. But I want to understand like your thought process, why you choose certain things, um, you know, where the gear or the technology or the tools kind of uh, fit in your works workflow. And I said, I was like, you know what? That's a great idea. And it's a, and it's a good point. So we're going to do that on this episode. And what I thought was we're going to kind of talk about it. In kind of a, um, so this isn't a social media gear show or social media, and it's not just talking podcasting or live video. What I decided to do is I really wanted to kind of highlight what I use to run my business, what I use to do the marketing of my business. Um, and then also I wanted to walk through, okay, how do I consume content? What's the mindset? How do I, when I download a new app, I mean, someone tells me about a new app um, almost daily. Like, how do I go through that process? And then what are my favorite apps on my phone? Um, what are my favorite apps that I'm using on my Mac and I have an app on my Mac um, that I think is one of the best apps that I have. I, it saves me so much headache uh, when it comes to um, using that uh, that technology. I'm going to talk a little bit about the video editing and some of the, the other gear and technology that I use. Um, and I'm always testing. I'm always tweaking. Uh, what's up, Brian Kramer? I see that you're watching uh, live on the Periscopes. Thanks for, for jumping in a live episode 112 of the FOMO Fans podcast. But one of the other things that came along with this is... Uh, I'm not sure how many of you guys know, but um, web design was kind of my concentration uh, in college. I went to Radford University, which is a small university outside of Virginia Tech here in Virginia. And I went there with a, you know, a web design. Well, my first, my, my, my concentration was on uh, sports journalism and then broadcasting. I wanted to be a, a sports center anchor was really what my dream job was. Um, and then I realized there was way too much English and way too much journalism there. So I switched to a, a business information 
information systems with a concentration in web design. And uh, I really just love the idea of web. I never thought of myself as a designer. I was much more of a coder than I was a designer. I could I could code HTML like a boss. Um, and back then, web design really was like uh, doing the frame layouts. I got to, you know, I learned um, Flash and I learned a lot of those uh, fireworks, if those are remember. Uh, I remember using fireworks um, a, a long time ago, which was uh, a really cool technology that I was using. Um, and, and so I, I learned all of these things. Then I graduated college and this tool called WordPress came out. And I remember being like, oh my goodness, I've, I had never taken a class on WordPress. I didn't understand WordPress. Like I knew front page. If you guys, I was the editor of my school newspaper. Um, I also did some stuff with the yearbook. So I was very big into like layout and structure. But the reason I tell you guys that is I decided to launch my own website um, way back when on WordPress. And I've been using WordPress um, pretty much ever since. And yeah, Macromedia. That's that's right, Brian. Macromedia is what he said in the during the live show. Yeah, I remember like I loved those tools and that technology. And then I launched my site on, on WordPress. And I've been on WordPress um, all the way up until this year. And WordPress had always served uh, the need for me on isocialfans.com as well as a couple uh, client websites that I had built. And I was happy with what I was using, but I can tell you uh, my website was... Uh, to put it nicely, it was junk. Um, I built pages. I, I, it was very slow. I uploaded images in full resolution um, because I don't even know why I did. Um, I loved every new plugin that worked. So you're tell you you could tell me a new plugin. I was like sure, and I added the plugin. Um, I loved like this very complex scheme, and pretty much my website had turned into a giant. Um, you know, is a media hub slash speaker website slash podcast. I was doing, I've been doing a weekly blog on my website since uh, 2013. And I tell you all this because then I kind of got to this point where I was like, oh my goodness, I need to blow this up. And I want to give a shout out to Bree Anderson. Bree Anderson is uh, on my team is helping me out with uh, SEO and content creation. She's writing the show notes. If you guys have gone to my website and read a blog um, over the last couple of weeks, uh, she's taking these shows and turning them into blogs rather than me just turning it into like five bullet point uh, show notes. So uh, shout out to Bree. Bree's uh, doing a lot of stuff with me. She's also working uh, with me to finish my book. But I, I said all of that about WordPress because I kind of got to this space where I realized you know, I'm a big testing out person. I've tested out every editing software for video that exists. I've tested out every audio software that exists. I have more apps downloaded than anyone can imagine. I've tried every productivity tool from Trello to Slack to Next Day to Sunshine to uh, Things 3 to you know every single tool you can imagine. I've switched from Google Docs back to regular Docs back to, oh, I'm going to use Evernote only. And then I, I've switched around and I, and I love testing and tweaking. And I have a process for that that I'm going to talk about on this show. But when it came to, came to my website, I kind of was just like, well, it was WordPress and WordPress. Uh, and then I, you know, a good friend of mine named Taj, um, Taj was the founder of Fable. And he was like, Brian, you know, if you're going to launch your speaker website and it's going to be much more of a dynamic uh, content experience and more like, you know, a landing page with exploding landing pages, um, then you should move over to our platform, Fable. And you guys know I interviewed uh, the founder of Fable on this podcast uh, a couple weeks ago. And it's a great episode. I mean, the episode actually has been, uh, it was the most downloaded episode in the last 30 days. So you guys apparently are liking that episode a lot that Taj and I talked about design and a lot of those things. 
And so I took the speaker part off of isocialfans.com. I, of course, launched brianfanzo.com over on Fable. And Fable is amazing. It does some great things with you know uh, the, the Super Bowl or NFL and NHL. Um, they also work with Oracle and Adobe and a couple other brands. Um, and they were actually one of the uh, sponsors up there at Content Marketing World. But then I, I needed to do something with my iSocialFans site. Now that I removed the, the speaking component, it's still a media hub. It's where I post all three of my podcasts. It's where my videos live. It's where my blog is. And it has some great SEO. For as bad as I've ruined that site myself personally, and I, and I definitely recommend this is one of those areas where um, when you want to take your website to the next level, you should invest in hiring people that know how to do that for a full-time job. Um, I just kept being like, well, I'll just watch another YouTube video and I'll figure out how to use this plug in or the newest version of WordPress. But um, I was actually approached by Wix, Wix Wix.com. And we had a discussion about some partnership that we wanted to do. And I, and I told them I would love to discuss it, but I don't really partner as a brand ambassador um, unless I'm using the tool. I need to be using the product or tool. Um, I don't just hawk anything. Um, I get so much gear. I get, you know, I get boxes of gear each week um, of just random gear. And I always tell people you can send me gear and I don't bash any gear or any tool publicly. But if I like the tool and I start using it, then I will I will uh, tweet about it. I will put it out there. But the thing about it is I don't I don't hawk anything, right? I don't I don't uh, if if I'm not using it, um, it you're not going to get it uh, out of my mouth. And so started talking to the team over there at Wix and. Um, they started explaining to me the, the new process. And I always thought of Wix um, as the site, you know, it was the easy to create site that anyone could use. Um, it was very drag and drop. I actually loved, I, I had created a couple of things um, on Wix in 2016 um, and 2017. But then after I started talking to their team and I started going through the process and I was like, well, what, how would this look like on my, uh, my website? And so they exposed to me like the professional services side and I could have access to a developer and access to a designer and all of these things are in their kind of framework for their um, for like their new solutions that they've been rolling out. Um, I was excited, and so I'm actually moving over isocialfans.com. Um, right now, we're in the process of migrating that over to a Wix.com site. So it's a little cool that I'm, I'm starting off this show to kind of explain that you know I'm a big fan on testing and tweaking. I don't change for change's sake, but I'm always looking at newest things, latest and greatest. But if it doesn't help solve problems, if it doesn't make my life easier, if it doesn't um, increase, uh, you know, save me time or make my life easier or make me happier. Um, I'm not going to use the solution. And so what happened was I, I partnered with Wix. I'm doing a show with them every Tuesday at the New York Stock Exchange. If you guys are following me on Instagram um, or Facebook, you probably have seen the video from last week. Um, and I'll be debunking different myths um, on this show. It's on Cheddar TV. I'm super excited to be um, a Wix partner. And so I'm, I'm debunking myths, uh, different myths. I'll be flying to New York to tomorrow morning um, at 6 a.m. I'll be doing it live from the New York Stock Exchange floor. And I'm going to be moving the website over to Wix. I'm going to talk to you guys about the process. I'm going to do some videos behind the scenes um, because I was someone that was really really all for um, WordPress, but I was all for WordPress because I hadn't researched anything else. And so it's going to be funny um, within the, you know, this month, uh, well, I will have moved from the from only using WordPress for all of these years to now hosting my, my speaker website on Fable and my, uh, my media hub, the, the backbone of my business, iSocial Fans, um, that's going to be hosted on Wix.com. And so when we think about that gear and I kind of talk about this process, I want to share a couple other things that um, I use in my business as far as um, tools or, or things that I'm leveraging to kind of help me out. And one of them is 
I made another change earlier this year. Um, I haven't been a big uh, email newsletter person, but I do want to, um, and I shout out to Yoel. Uh, I know Yoel is in the, uh, in the live chat as well. Uh, he's a Wix partner. I actually saw that he's, uh, he's done a couple interviews with Wix um, as well. And uh, they are, they, they're a great uh, company. I've got to talk to their CMO, their head of partnerships. Uh, really excited about my Wix partnership. But I also, you know, not an email newsletter person, but I am launching a new email newsletter. And I've been working on like the structure and the format and a lot of different things because I, I didn't want it to be like the same old newsletter because I hate email and I wanted to make it something that was really valuable for you guys. So I've been working with a team over at Emma and I originally used uh, WordChimp or MailChimp, WordChimp. Um, I used MailChimp uh, and that was another one of those ones where I was like, well, everyone's using it. They're a sponsor of like every podcast. I guess I'll use MailChimp. And so I was using MailChimp, but I can tell you um, I started getting exposed to Emma and I'm not a partner or um, ambassador or anything for Emma. I do have an affiliate code that um, I of course will share, but um, I, I started using their tool and started figuring out like, okay, how do I do templates? How do I bring all these things together? And man, I tell you what, um, I was blown away how much, how easier it was to build up some of the things within an email newsletter. So I've switched from MailChimp over to Emma Email. Emma Email is now the email uh, software that I will be using. So that was another one of those big changes, right? From WordPress to Wix and Fable. I've moved from MailChimp over to Emma Email, uh, the email software side of the house. Uh, another change that I made this year when it came to understanding um, software was um, online course software. I am a big fan of Thinkific. Um, I'd been using Thinkific for the last three years or so, but I wanted to create a mastermind. Shout out to the Misfits, uh, the Speaker Misfit Mafia, which is the mastermind group that I had launched um, a couple months ago. And I wanted to have like an all-inclusive not really just a course, but I wanted to have like a learning management system as well as a gated content. I really wanted this like dynamic piece. And so earlier this year, I switched um, over where I launched my new course on Kajabi. So Kajabi is the software I am using for building my uh, online training course. I'm still a big fan of Thinkific. I think Thinkific um, has some massive value out there um, for that side of the house. But, you know, there's one of these things where I'm testing and tweaking and really for my mastermind, um, Kajabi just made a heck of a lot of sense um, for maybe pop-up courses that I'll be creating over the near future. Uh, I probably will go back to Thinkific, you know, playing back and forth. Um, I will provide the, the affiliate links for all of these things um, in my show notes. I will tell you, not everything is going to have an affiliate link. I don't hawk things because I have an affiliate link. Um, but if I do have one, I will share it. I mean, it can't hurt to get a couple cents uh, for everyone that's clicking on the gear um, side of the house. So these are some of the changes I've made, right? So I've made, I've made some, some drastic changes. Now I'm going to tell you on the other side, I've attempted to make some changes in my business software and I haven't been happy and I've been sticking with who I went with the beginning. And one of them has been the CRM system, um, CRM for managing my contacts, everyone that's, um, in my speaking business. Um, I was, a I've been using, I've been a big fan of Nimble. Uh, Nimble is really a social CRM, uh, founded by a good friend of mine named John Ferrara, one of the smartest guys I've ever met. Uh, big fan of Nimble. And I, I kind of felt like, oh, you know, maybe I'm missing something. So I tried a bunch of different um, CRM softwares. I tried Sugar. I tried Copper CRM, which plugs into Gmail. 
I've tried some different CRM solutions and they offer some different um, things that are nice, but I, I kind of found myself always coming back to Nimble and Nimble is a great piece of software. Uh, I love that it gives me kind of that view of, hey, when was the last time I, I talked to this person? And it, it'll say like, this is your LinkedIn message that you sent or this is the last tweet that you had with that person. Um, it's also great for managing you know where someone is in the funnel, setting up notifications or reminders. So I've stuck with Nimble, uh, Nimble as the CRM software. And then the same kind of vein, I've been using FreshBooks, freshbooks.com. And everyone's been telling me that I need to move to QuickBooks. And um, when everyone tells me to do something, I usually kind of, I, I, um, I start to think, ooh, are they telling me it because it's the best? Or are they telling me it's because it's the only thing they've ever used? And it's the only thing everyone's ever ta- told them to use, right? And so I, I started looking into to, uh, QuickBooks, and I do think QuickBooks um, has some... some components for running a larger business or agency um, that FreshBooks does not have. But I I was completely planning on moving over to QuickBooks to start the year. But the migration process, um, how I was invoicing my clients, a lot of those things just weren't um, set up in a way in QuickBooks that was going to allow me to do what I love to do and spend less time on all of the the blocking and tackling on all the little things. Um, And so I decided to stay with uh, FreshBooks is something that I am looking at kind of to manage. Um, But on top of that, kind of there was always this idea of context, uh, contacts, right? Your contacts in your phone, um, your contacts in your Gmail, your contacts in your iCloud. Um, so I recently started using an app called Contacts Plus. So it's Contacts Plus. It's an app in your app store, just a plus sign after the word contacts. And it's, um, it's a very interesting tool. It allows you to bring together multiple Gmail accounts and, um, and it brings them over. And if you have duplicates, it kind of puts them all into one list. Um, it is a little bit confusing on like how to make sure that I don't get duplicates everywhere. Um, and it's only really valuable if you want to share the same contact list across your different Gmail, uh, channels. But, you know, I think that's kind of one of those things in the business space that you definitely have to think about, right? As your manager business, you know, how does this work? How does it work for me? Where does, where does that kind of fit into my workflow. And so that's definitely a, a tool that I've been using recently and I've and been pretty happy with it. When it comes to kind of an email or pushing email out or um, kind of standing out from the noise, uh, most of you guys know I'm a huge uh, video person, right? I'm, uh, I'm a team of one technically, but I have three people that are working with me. I have a speaker agent that runs outside of the business. But um, you know, when it comes to like outbound or inbound, when I get inbound email and people are asking me questions or they're, they're interested, I'm always looking for new ways to stand out. And so recently I've been using an app called, or a, a tool called Vidyard. Uh, Vidyard actually allows me to send email replies that have video replies in them. And what's really cool about it is I can actually see when someone opens it. I can see how far of the video they've actually watched. Um, but it also doesn't have to send the whole video file. You can send a GIF of your video within the, the, the Gmail um, interface. And so it's a really cool tool. There's another tool called BombBomb um, that I know is really big in the real estate in, uh, industry that does it similar. But Vidyard has a very lightweight tool. It, they have an app for your iPhone. They also have a plug-in to your Google Chrome. And I can just open the email, click on that, add a video. It takes you know 30 seconds. Um, now, I don't reply to every email with a video because I think that's ridiculous. And I know um, I have heard, I've had this discussion with some people that um, I see I need to start doing um, 
episodes of this show about what not to do because once I convince everybody to do video, I think we have a kind of a video run amok uh, type uh, scenario going on right now. So, but Vidyard's been great, and I really like the idea that I can kind of stand out from the noise when I when I'm sharing, um, you know, re- replying to someone and they can look me in the eyeballs and that side of the house. And so that's kind of how I looked at the software around my business. And and I want to kind of talk about when I what I use to consume content, right? How do I, you know, I like to say this all the time. I haven't been to like a traditional website uh, to look for content or I haven't Googled for content um, in years, probably three years. And the reason that is, is uh, my favorite tool is called Flipboard. It's a free app, Flipboard. It's a free app on your iPhone um, or your iPad. They also have a browser based. So if you just go to flipboard.com, um, it's, I mean, I talk about this tool all the time. It's, it dynamically curates all of my content. So if I like an article, I can hit the, the heart sign and it'll start to give me more articles like that. If I don't like the article, it's, it served me up. I'll just say, don't show me things like this. And it'll actually start curating that content. And so every day, 30 minutes of my day, usually in the morning, I log into Flipboard and I go through the Flipboard. I flip through the different um, titles of the articles. And if I think it's good, I will start reading it. If I think it's worth sharing it to my audience, I'll actually add it to one of my boards. So what's really cool about Flipboard is you can actually, if you go to my Flipboard, which is flipboard.com and then the at signal and then iSocialFans. If you go to my Flipboard, you can actually look at every blog post that I've read and shared on social media, on live video, on generational communication, like millennial mindset, every every article I've ever read about productivity, every article I've ever read about public speaking, every article I've ever read about podcasting. Because after I read an article, even if someone sends it via email newsletter, I use the browser plugin and I add it to my Flipboard. So they have like these little magazines within my Flipboard that allows me to organize my content. And it's just my, I mean, it saves me ridiculous amounts of time. And actually what I do is I add things to my Flipboard and then I go into my social tool. And right now I'm using Agora Pulse. Um, I go into Agora Pulse and I can actually add that RSS feed and it will schedule out all of the things I've read to Twitter based on the count, uh, on the scheduling software um, that I set up, which I think is really cool. And, you know, in full transparency, uh, my girlfriend, Jennifer, uh, works for Agora Pulse, and um, I've always been a big Buffer fan as well. I think Buffer is still, to this day, I, I'm still a paid customer of Buffer. Um, I still use Buffer, but uh, Agora Pulse adds a little layer of listening as well as giving me kind of a, a deeper dashboard in my content. It also gives me a really in-depth um view of the calendar for me sharing content across multiple different Twitter accounts, multiple different Facebook accounts, LinkedIn accounts. So I'm still a Buffer fan. I still use Buffer for some of my scheduling, but I I do use Agora Pulse. Um, I was actually using it before Jennifer started working there. Um, But now that of course that my girlfriend's working there at Agora Pulse, uh, I'm definitely a fan uh, of the solution and it's something that I'm using as well. So that's what I'm scheduling out. Now, I will tell you, people ask a lot about how do you schedule to LinkedIn or to Facebook and or to Instagram? I do all of those natively. I open up LinkedIn.com and I upload my I, I, um, in, I post there natively. The reason I do that is because um, I, I'm very structured and just kind of the way I'm doing things. And I like being able to test and tweak things in both LinkedIn and Facebook pages. I know that there's lots of tools out there that allow you to schedule um, your post to LinkedIn or to Facebook. Um, I like scheduling to Twitter. I schedule a lot of tweets to Twitter, about 20 tweets a, a day I have via scheduled content. Um, and I use kind of the 80-20 rule. Um, 80% of it is content that I've consumed that I've found valuable. Uh, 20% of it is my content um, that I create, that I share some of my podcast episodes 
episodes, some of my blog posts, maybe some of the things that I'm mentioned in. So I, um, I use that differently. But when it comes to LinkedIn and Facebook, I've still been a huge fan of just doing it myself on the individual platforms. Um, so I don't really have a tool to recommend um, in that side of the house. Now, one of the big questions I often get is about live streaming. Um, I'm broadcasting this show right now um, on Periscope, but I'm using my web camera and I'm using my podcasting microphone. And so the tool that I'm using for this is called Ecamm Live, Ecamm Live. And I'll, I'll have the affiliate link there below for Ecamm Live. I'm actually going to be on the Ecamm um, Ecamm streaming with the pros show coming up very soon. One of their um, streaming pros, but I love what Ecamm can do um, from a standpoint of broadcasting from my desktop. Um, it, and it's really friendly in um, environments like a hotel, right? So when I'm in a hotel, I most always am using Ecamm to stream to Facebook or to stream to Periscope or to stream to YouTube. Um, you can use Ecamm. It allows you to do overlays. Like I have right now in my, whoop, in my, uh, in my show, I have my podcast logo up over my shoulder. I can switch cameras. I can switch audio. It's actually very user-friendly. It's definitely using the, the laptop. So uh, Ecamm Live is what I use for, um, you know, I would say uh, a lot of my streaming, but a lot of the ones where I'm on the road. Um, when I'm not on the road, one of the tools I use the most is called Switcher Studios. Uh, and Switcher Studios is a great live streaming tool. Um, I've been friends with uh, Nick and the team there for a long time. It's managed all from an iPad. So you have to have an iPad um, to manage this software. But I what I like about it is everything is touch. So you can switch cameras, switch views all from your iPad and you can sync your phone, your DSLR camera, your web camera on your um, laptop, um, all via Switcher Studio. And the only limitation I've found is that if I'm, if I'm on a hotel um, Wi-Fi internet, um, it makes it a little bit harder for the, the, the iPad to, to sense where my devices are. So I use Switcher um, most of the time when I'm either outside or I'm at an event or when I'm at home, I oftentimes use Switcher Studios um, to go live because I love managing it from the iPad uh, and I've been using it for a long, long while. Uh, I used to use Wirecast. I have used StreamYard before. I have used Crowdcast. Um, but for me, uh, when it comes, you know, I've used BeLive.tv. Uh, what I've kind of defaulted to now is I want things that are easy to use, allow me to stream to where I want to stream to, but also don't make it too complicated or don't have enough problems. I think one of the things that we forget with a lot of these tools is, you know, if, if there's a problem with a brand, if I'm doing a brand sponsored um, piece of content and the the logo doesn't look right or the audio is delayed or something's wrong, you know, I, I believe perfection is a fairy tale. But if I keep making, if the, the tool keeps making the same mistake or it has a high risk of, of something going wrong, I've, I've kind of just determined for a while now that I'm just not going to use that tool. I'm going to eliminate it from um, my uh, ecosystem. And so that's kind of what I've done when it comes to this, um, you know, the things that I'm doing that how I'm, you know, how do I use a tool? What, what I'm kind of, you know, forcing this forward for. So that's kind of how I look at, you know, a couple of those tools. And so that's where I use uh, Ecamm live as well as switcher studio. All right. Now I'm going to talk a little bit about apps that I've downloaded from my phone or my computer, but I want to talk about the mindset. One of the things that I think is really funny is if you ask somebody their favorite apps on their iPhone, um, oftentimes they'll say, or their, or their Android, I have an Android device as well. Um, they'll test out a new, they'll test out a new app. But one of the things that they do is they usually test out the app while they're still using the other app. And so one of my one of the things that I do is I have a folder on my iPhone on my front screen that is just called testing. 
And usually what I do, and it's kind of reverse of what you might think, is when I download a new uh, app, let's say it's a new productivity app, or maybe it's a new app for my CRM, or maybe a new app for email, whatever it may be, what I do is I take the app that I normally use and I move it into the testing folder and I put the new app in its place. The reason that is is because I believe more often than not, when we're testing out new software or new apps on our phone, we don't give that new software or a new app a true test. What we do is we try to use it sometimes while we're still using the thing we've been using for a long time. And eventually we're just like, well, I don't, really, it doesn't, I don't like it that much. I'm going to go back to using the thing that I've always been using. And I think that's a massive mistake. I think you have to give it its full due. You have to go all in and try it out. And I've done that with a couple of tools that I've talked about recently. And then I've just decided I can't use it. I've ejected, moved back to the old tool seamlessly, and, and that's worked um, very nicely. And so I think that's important as you're testing out software, um, especially in today's day and age where you can download just about anything with a free trial. Make sure that you give that free trial it's it's due diligence. Make sure that you spend enough time working on it. Make sure you you know you uh, you're using it to its full capability because there are a lot of great things that are out there and there's a lot of things that, that can really be um, valuable for for you and when you're testing out different tools and technology. So when it comes to video editing, video editing is one that I uh, people ask me a lot about because I love live streaming. I've live streamed you know over 3,500 times uh, since 2014. Um, but when it comes to production video, uh, I have a tendency to overthink. I have a tendency to drill way too down. And so I do have Final Cut. I use Final Cut um, uh, sometimes on my laptop, depending on the software or depending on the project I'm using. Um, I also use Adobe Premiere, which is another great software um, for editing your video. But the my favorite video editing software it's a mix of it keeps it simple but yet it also allows you to do some of the fancier things um, and, and leverage is called Camtasia uh, Camtasia is from the, the company TechSmith uh, they also make one of my other favorite tools which is called Snagit which is a, a screenshot software but TechSmith uh, makes this tool called Camtasia and I think it's a, I look at it as it's kind of the hybrid between Final Cut Pro which is very professional and then iMovie which is very basic so I I, I look at Camtasia as kind of like that middle of the road. Um, it's a great tool. The company is great. The support is, is, is really good. I've done some work with them in the past, um, but I, I've used all kinds of tools, but I've kind of defaulted. You know, I've done work with Adobe as well. So you know, I, I like the Adobe Premiere, but I've defaulted for the most part using Camtasia when I'm doing video edits for posting to LinkedIn or posting to Facebook um, or so on. Now, when I'm using my mobile phone, and this might be my favorite app I've been talking about a lot. It actually it is my favorite app. Uh, the app that I use the most for video um, resizing, for video editing, for video um, uh, sharing, anything I'm doing on social media, I even use it to create GIFs, is an app called Video Shop App. Now, I don't know the team there. I've emailed them and text, uh, t tweeted at them. Um, they haven't replied back to me at all. But um, it might be a one-person team. But it's called Video Shop App. And what I love about it is it allows you to do editing that looks very advanced all in your phone. And it's so it, I love the app so much so that it's actually on my home screen of my phone, right? So it's on my home screen of my phone. 
there. You can see it. Um, it is called Video Shop App, and it allows you to upload a video of any length from your phone, and it allows you to crop it. You can, if you have a video that's you know um, horizontal and you want to make it vertical, it'll do that. The other thing that's really nice about that is if rather than stretching out your video and trying to make it long, um, you can actually keep it small, but you can use their feature to make the background blurred. Um, you can also add stickers. You can add uh, you know different uh, text overlays. You can do transitions like blur or pixelate. Um, all of that, I believe it's $1.99 a month. It's one of the monthly subscription apps in the, I, in the app store. I have it on my uh, iPad and on my iPhone. And I can tell you, if you've watched a video from me recently um, that I've created from my phone, uh, I can almost say 100% of it has been edited via this app, Video Shop. The other thing that I really like about that is when you download it, it downloads it in, in HD. It downloads it in high quality, but it's compressed perfectly for your phone. So when I upload it to LinkedIn, it works perfectly fine. When I upload it to any of the tools. And so Video Shop app is definitely one that I, I recommend checking out. Um, like I said, I have no affiliate or anything with them, but they're, it's an app that I've used pretty much daily um, on the go. Uh, another one that comes to video, uh, and I think you guys have probably seen this across my channels, uh, there's an app called quick.io, and, and it's you have to go to the website, quicc.io. And if you've seen any of my videos recently that have uh, the captions that have different colors, or maybe they're bold or they have different fonts. Sometimes the captions are at the top. Sometimes the captions are at the bottom. Uh, Quick.io, they, they are a company that I have done um, some strategy work with um, over the last couple of months, but I didn't start doing work with them until I fell in love with their app. And what I like is I take a video on my iPhone, I edit it in Video Shop app, which is the app I talked to you about uh, previously, and then I upload it into Quick.io, and they use their AI technology to uh, figure out my captions. And I can tell you it's about 90% correct when it comes to um, figuring out you know, what I'm saying. Uh, I can tell you, you know, I talk fast, so it, I'm, I'm usually really painful for... Uh, AI technology that's doing uh, voice. But what I really like is when you're editing it, it allows you to edit it in, in like a separate pane. And you can click on it and it'll show you what it shows on the screen. You can go through and edit the entire transcript. But then you can customize the colors, the fonts. You can say how, where, if you want it at the top or if you want it at the bottom. Um, you can pick different, uh, if you want it shadowed, if you want, you know, uh, yellow text on black background, whatever it may be. Um, and it's a subscription-based service. It, you buy a certain amount of, of total minutes per month month um, and then you use it that way. Um, I do have an affiliate link that gives you double the amount of minutes for your first month um, that I'll share out with you guys. But I've noticed, you know, closed captions are important. Uh, you know, so many people are watching their videos um, on delay or are, are not with without audio turned on. And I think this is a great way of telling your story using colors and fonts um, that I don't think any other tool or other, any other app is doing um, near as well as quick.io. Uh, so I definitely recommend uh, checking those guys out. And so that's when it comes to video. I think those are the video ones that... Um, Really, I like the most. Uh, when it comes to kind of the, the the next side, you know, I edit my podcasts um, in Audacity or GarageBand. So those are the two tools that I use to edit my podcast. So I record my podcast where, you know, it doesn't matter where I'm live streaming it to. I record my podcast locally. I record a um, like a high resolution version of it directly from this podcasting microphone. Um, and then I up upload it into, uh, you know, one of the tools that the the tool which I'm using today which is Audacity and I do some editing I do some of the the tweaking um, as far as you know how that works and then I have another tool that I use and this is one that I absolutely love and it's called Auphonic A U 
uh, Auphonic, I guess. Auphonic Leveler. Auphonic Leveler. I'll put the show that uh, in the show notes. But what's really nice about that is after I've done editing the podcast, I upload it into this software and it actually, it, it, it allows, it contains the audio files. So if you guys listen to me in the podcast, it makes the extremes not crazy. It, it gets rid of the, the drastic background noise and it does it automatically. It does it in like a minute. And it gives me my, my exported file that I then need to upload into my, um, my streaming so- or my podcast software. And so that's kind of my workflow as I, I record it locally. I edit it in uh, either Audacity or GarageBand. I then run it through the uh, Audiophonic leveler app um, and then I upload it into my hosting software and so one of the software questions I get a lot is about software and I use um, I use Lipson.com so Lipson.com is one of the um, uh, is the one that I've been hosting this podcast that you guys are listening to uh, for the longest time I've been using uh, Lipson um, for FOMO fans as well as Smack Talk the other podcast I host and then um, earlier this year, uh, Amy and I launched uh, Just Try This using Anchor.fm. Uh, Anchor.fm is very similar to uh, Lipson. Uh, it's a free software, so you get a little bit less of the, the components. Uh, what I love about Lipson is I upload the file and it pushes it out to all of the different apps, um, everything from Spotify to iHeartRadio to all of the different ones that I have set up. Um, I will tell you that Lipson does um, have kind of a, the interface is a little bit clunky sometimes. Um, I am testing out a, another software um, that one of my friends in the UK created um, that um, I might end up moving FOMO fans over to, but um, I didn't want to talk about that tool until I actually test it out for you guys um, and fully move over. But um, for right now, I love Lipson. Lipson's been good for me. I don't pay that much a month. Uh, I believe $14.99 or $19.99 a month um, that hosts two of my podcasts up there on Lipson. It gives me download numbers. It gives me a lot of those kind of things, which um, is really cool and nice to have. And so I, I use that as well. Um, another thing when you're thinking about like sharing out video or audio content, um, people always ask like, Brian, well, how do you, you know, do you take your blogs and then share out your blogs? Do you, do you send people to your website? There's a tool called trylately.com, trylately.com. And what it does is it, it uses artificial intelligence and it, you put in your brand, you put in your, your colors, you put in your mantra, you put in all of this information about who you are as a company. Uh, you even put your competitors in, I believe. And then you run, you upload your audio or upload your video file. And what it does is it uses all that data and AI to scrub through your content. And it gives you like 10 to 20 different social media posts based on your content. So it'll pull out different quotes that you say on the audio. It'll pull out different frames in your video and it'll set you up that you can copy and paste or you can actually share um, from their platform. It's really cool. Um, you know, for me, I talk really fast and I'm a little bit sporadic or maybe a lot sporadic. Um, so sometimes I find that it, it, what it selects for me um, might not be exactly what I want to share, but it gives me lots of great ideas of what it thinks are the most valuable. And so if you're doing a podcast or maybe you're doing video and you want to create more dynamic, shareable um, text with, you know, like, hey, when I share this to LinkedIn, what should I say? Um, trylately.com is a great tool um, to use for that side of the house. And then the last one, uh, the last two tools I guess I'm going to talk about real quickly when it comes to managing social media business, marketing, this entire side. Um, the first one is BuzzSumo. Uh, BuzzSumo is a social listening content uh, tool that I absolutely love. Um, it's where I do all of my listening. If you guys uh, talk about me on a blog post or you mention me um, in an article, um, it actually prompts me. It, it gives me an email showing me the article. Uh, I also use it for content research. So when I'm going to pick out the title of a podcast or a title of a blog post, I go into BuzzSumo, 
I type out the subject and it tells me what are the most popular blogs? What are the most popular podcasts? What are the most popular videos with that similar title in them? So it kind of gives me a lot of great information um, for what I'm sharing. Uh, I've been using BuzzSumo for many years um, and I use it on the on the daily. And then last but not least is SEM Rush. Uh, SEM Rush is an SEO or SEM tool um, that I use for managing my, my digital footprint. So um, everything from my websites to my social media overall, um, it gives me a social media report letting me know um, you know how many new followers I have, how many followers I lost. What was my best piece of content? What was my worst piece of content? Uh, the other thing that I like about SEM Rush that is really nice is that it also um, gives me like keyword analysis. So you can put in your competition. I can put in other podcasters. I can put other speakers. I can put in other um, marketing agencies into this tool, and it will actually show me how I rank with my keywords, how how all of those things kind of come together. And so um, they're a great company. I'm actually hosting one of their online conferences. Um, later this year, and I've I use their tool. I mean, regularly um, to not only understand what everyone else is talking about, but I like to see okay, what was the traffic coming to my website? Who are they coming from? You know, I don't generate a ton of traffic, but I generate a lot of traffic that is very you know a long time on page and very dynamic. And so I think it's important to uh, start studying that and understanding um, those pieces as you go. And so I think that's when it comes to social media, when it comes to technology, all those those gear and app. I will make sure to put those in the show notes here um, of the show. And then when it comes to gear, I'm not going to go too much in, the, in depth in gear. I will post my link um, up uh, for my Amazon page. So I have an Am- I'm have an Amazon influencer. So I have an Amazon page that lists like, like I have all of my gear. Then I have it broken down into my mobile creator gear. Then I have it broken down into my favorite podcasting gear. I have it broken down in my favorite home office studio. I even have what I call dad life, the things that I've purchased to, um, as a single dad of my three daughters, things that I've purchased, um, everything from the little cart that I take to the pool, to the security cameras that I use to be able to watch them in their room. Um, I also have my favorite books up there. And I also have my favorite live uh, mobile streaming uh, kit or equipment that I love to use. And this question comes up to me a lot more recently. And I think it's just um, where we're getting to that space. You know, I, I have a camera. I have one. I have, I have a Sony. Um, I have the Sony uh, RX100, uh, you know, five that is that I use for for some vlogging stuff but for the most part I'm using my iPhone um, as my camera for video capturing b-roll for doing interviews with executives um, for all of the really social video that I that I create and I love iographer now you guys know iographer has been a sponsor um, of the podcast for a long while um, the thing I like about iographer is it allows me to, to clip on a microphone it allows me to clip on a, a light and it looks so much more professional when I'm actually live streaming because when I'm holding it up, it's definitely a much more of a professional feel. You know, it allows me to be more stable as I'm holding it. Um, I'm also a big fan of their of their flexible tripod. This is the tripod that I gave away um, to a couple lucky listeners uh, on the previous episodes. So I'm a big fan of Iographer when it, when it comes to gear. And then another one I wanted to kind of just give a shout out to, um, you know, Go the GoPro Hero 7, which is the, the GoPro, you know, video camera, which was always for like... Um, you know, outdoors and going crazy. Um, I had the GoPro Hero 2, and then I bought the GoPro Hero 4, and I just didn't like them. I didn't like the video quality. I thought it was too hard to get the video from the the little camera to my phone. Um, I thought it was great if I was going snowboarding and putting something on my head, but I couldn't find like a lot of great daily use for. But I can tell you, I got the Hero 7 as a gift, uh, as a speaker gift at one of the events I was speaking at, and I love this device. It takes amazing footage. Um, I use it from everything from swimming in the pool 
school with my daughters. Um, I use it to creating B-roll as I'm doing things. Um, I'm actually recording B-roll of this uh, podcast episode right now. Um, it's also great because it has a waterproof case, but it has a non-waterproof case, and I also can set it up with my external microphone. And then I'll, I'll kind of give one last shout out when it comes to uh, external microphones. Um, I've been using a uh, you know the Hero Seven Black. Yes, that's the one I'm using. The Hero Seven Black is what I'm using. Um, you know, I think microphones are great. I use the I, I've been using the Rode shotgun microphone. I'll, I'll put that in the in the show notes as well. Um, one of my favorite uh, sh- you know shotgun microphones. But recently, um, Sarah uh, Sarah Monic Sarah Monic sent me their um, Unmic 15 system, which really is a lavalier system. So where I can hook the the main pack um, onto my iographer case and I plug that into my iPhone, and then I can put that on a tripod and I can walk away 10 feet away and have the little battery pack with a lavalier microphone on it um, and record audio. And I can tell you guys, beyond impressed with the quality of audio, um, but more importantly, (laughs) the actual battery life. The battery life, um, I did have the Rode version of this. The Rode version was extremely expensive. I think it was I think it was over a thousand bucks um, that I had that I had before. Battery life was horrible. Um, I, w- I was having problems with interference. I've been using the um, the Ceramonic uh, version, and it's been really great for me. And I actually reached out to them and said, "Hey, I want to become an affiliate for you guys because I really love um, the- this new product that you guys have." So I do have uh, an affiliate link for them. But you know, I'm using I have the Rode Shotgun as well as. Um, but when it comes to lavalier type audio, if you want to be away from the phone or you you uh, you have like some a lot of uh, crowd noise. Um, this lavalier one is great. So for those that are listening, when I'm moving over the site, isocialfans.com is going to be, um, there's going to be a brand new website. We're going to be migrating off of WordPress, of course, onto Wix because I am a Wix partner now. We also are going to create an affiliate page there that's going to be brand new. It's going to have all of the gear. Everything I talked about here is going to have its own page with some video reviews and things that I do. So I'm going to break that all down for you, but it's probably going to be uh, you know, a couple of weeks before I get that up and live. Um, so in the meantime, I'm going to give you guys the links um, in the show notes of this show. Um, including the link to my Amazon influencer page, uh, a links to the things that I have affiliate codes or not affiliate codes to. Um, I also give you a link uh, back to my website, uh, currently website, because I do have um, some videos up there on that, you know, for, for you guys to use. Uh, and and, I, and let me know, you know, let me know on Twitter, let me know on Instagram or Facebook, wherever you guys uh, are engaging with me. Um, let me know what you thought about this show. You know, one of my most successful blog posts of all time was January 16th, 2015. Uh, I posted a, a blog post called 40 plus social media tools that I use for personal branding. Um, it was, it was the, it was a blog post today that still gets a lot of traffic. Um, and it's funny because I, I kind of stopped that blog post was great, but I've never thought of myself as like the review person on YouTube or the person that, that, you know, tests new gear for a living. But I do love gear and technology. You know, I'm using the new beta operating system for your iPhone uh, because I'm a, I'm a beta tester for Apple. I love testing and new gear. I love trying out new things. And, and I guess for me, I, I would like to say, you know, like, I apologize for not sharing more of what I use and how I use it. Uh, a lot of people have come to me and said, well, Brian, we don't believe that you need to be the person that knows everything or does this on a regular basis. We like to know your thought process. We like to know um, what exactly you're using, what's your favorite software for doing all these kinds of things. So send me a tweet, um, you know, send me an uh, Instagram story reply, whatever it may be. Let me know if there's a tool that you want me to check out. Maybe you, 
you've heard me talk about a tool, but I didn't mention it during this episode. Um, just let me know. You know, like, like I said, I'm going to bring you guys on the path with me from WordPress to Wix. I'm going to talk about that. Um, you guys also know I've been working with Fiverr. I've been a brand ambassador for Fiverr.com, which is the freelancer mar- marketplace. Um, I have some cool new work that I'm doing with them that you guys will be able to check out um, as far as how I've been using them for logo design, how I'm using them for my one sheets, how I'm using them for some of my email newsletter structure and so on. So um, some more stuff on them coming around. Uh, do check out Wix.com. They have some great new solutions, especially if you're an agency or you're someone that is running multiple websites. Even if you're running websites for your clients, um, they have some great new solutions for you. Uh, I'm excited to, to partner with them. Uh, every Tuesday at 11.45 a.m., I will be broadcasting live from the New York Stock Exchange over on Cheddar TV, uh, where I'll be debunking a different myth uh, each week. So um, check those out, check them out there. Check out their new offerings. Uh, give some love to our, our, our sponsor, Iographer, as well. Uh, Iographer has been here since episode one. So this is episode 112. Uh, Iographer has been on board since uh, episode one. And I really appreciate Dave and their team. It's the gear that you guys see me using on the road and when I'm out there. So um, thanks so much for listening to this episode. Thanks for supporting me. Thanks for handling and, and, and kind of rolling with it. Um, I do travel multiple times a week. Uh, the last three weeks, I've had at least three speaking gigs every week. This week is another one of those weeks where I will be in, uh, I'll be leaving uh, Virginia, going to New York tomorrow. I will then be in Tampa and I will be in Jacksonville uh, this week uh, speaking. Uh, next week, I believe it is, uh, I'll be in Boston and then I'll be in Toronto. Uh, so I, I'm a little bit of everywhere. I will be trying my best to provide you guys uh this podcast episode uh every single week as always i appreciate you guys listening i appreciate your support check out those links down below let me know if you have questions you have comments maybe you don't like one of the things i've been using and you're like brian how why haven't you tried this because here's the thing i'm going to guarantee i haven't tried everything but what i have tried is i like things that are simple that do what i need them to do they don't have to do everything they don't have to do everything perfectly i like simplicity i also like that it fits into my workflow but i'm always willing to try out new stuff test out new ways of using things. So till next time, my friends, make it a great day. Remember, go above and beyond to show you care. Let people know that you appreciate them. Your favorite blog, your favorite podcaster, your favorite video creator. Maybe it's even your favorite uh, person in your office. Go out over to them and just say thank you. Tell them thank you for what they're doing. You'd be amazed how far a simple thank you or caring about someone goes. In this crazy world we're living in today, it's the little things that we can do to make people feel good, to keep motivating, inspiring good people to do good things. And I, and I truly do believe that's how we make the world a better place. Till next time, my friends, cheers.